Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. Uh, we're going to be joined a little bit later today uh, by a columnist, Mona Charon. Uh, she leads off one column with something I wanted to just share with you right away before I say a few words. Quote, if there's one thing that we've learned about our culture in the age of social media, it's that we have the memories of goldfish. Our critical faculties have atrophied as we consume clips of information, mostly visual, packaged to appeal to our lizard brains. We are forever in the moment, end quote. I think this is just self-evidently true, and it's one reason why important moments we should return to time and again. And October 7th was an important moment. Uh, I think we're going to see it'll be long remembered. And like many of you, I've been watching Israel's attempt to ferret out the Hamas leadership in Gaza, and we're seeing mounting civilian deaths. Uh, tragic. With these civilian deaths, we're hearing growing accusations that Israel is as immoral as the Hamas barbarians of October 7th. This is a false equivalence that ignores the historic Western distinction between combatants and non-combatants. Hamas targets non-combatants. Israel does not. Many residents of Gaza are losing their lives because Hamas buries its military assets in civilian hospitals, schools, residential homes. In other words, Hamas is willing to not only kill Israeli civilians, but it's willing to shield their military assets behind their own civilians. In other words, Hamas will not only sacrifice Jews, they'll sacrifice their own residents of Gaza the Palestinians for whom they claim they're fighting. It's a sad fact of 20th and now 21st century war that uh, there's a growing percentage of war dead with each war. Uh, Non-combatants only made up about 15 to 17 percent of the war dead in World War I. In World War II, it bumped up to 50 percent. Now uh, we're operating at about 70 percent of the war dead who are non-combatants. And a few factors are responsible. But one important moral uh, factor is the acceptance of what is now called total war. Total war looks upon the enemy nation as a war machine. And even civilians are cogs in that war machine. And therefore, they become legitimate targets. The Catholic faith stands against this drift toward total war. No matter who's practicing it, it insists on the protection of non-combatants. At the same time, we know that this is a messy and fallen world. And in the fog of war, circumstances often make it impossible to protect all non-combatants. Civilian deaths are often foreseen, but not because civilians are targeted. We're seeing this play out in Gaza with the rise of the civilian deaths, the numbers, Predictably, student protesters, activist professors, careless journalists, and a few U.S. Congresswomen are claiming that because Hamas and Israel kill civilians, they are equally immoral in their wartime behavior. I'll say it again, because I can't say it enough. The moral difference between those who target babies, pregnant women, and the elderly, and those who unintentionally kill civilians while defending themselves against barbarian aggressors, is the difference between night and day. One engages in murder, the other in self-defense. Here's another point I can't repeat enough. 
This is not about the Palestinian cause. The Palestinians have been poorly served by usually corrupt, incompetent, and now with Hamas, barbaric leadership. I just watched a grieving Palestinian woman uh, alternating between shouting and sobbing. Quote, all this is because of the dogs of Hamas. End quote. Those surrounding her knew that her protest could lead to her death, so they're hastily trying to cover her mouth to silence her. It's a, it's a moving video. See, Hamas took power in 2007. Since then, it's violently repressed all opposition. And there's much to repress. Uh, experts are somewhat disagreed about how the Palestinian people view Hamas. But there is recent Palestinian survey data indicating that most Gazans distrust Hamas, want an alternative government, and prefer economic development over war. But their individual voices are rarely heard. Those who speak out face prison and torture. An NGO called Center for Peace Communications has been helping Gazans break through this communications blackout. They stealthily interview Gazan Palestinians from all walks of life about their travails and about their aspirations. You'll hear a mother who dreams of her children getting a proper education, a photojournalist who is punished for taking pictures, a young couple who hopes to start a family outside of Gaza. And earlier this year, Center for Peace Communications released a series called Whispered in Gaza, 25 short segments using video animation uh, to protect their identities. Uh, they also wove into the presentation uh, polling results from Gaza, uh, rights reports, and, and re journalistic reporting. These men and women don't believe that barbarism helps the Palestinian cause in Gaza. And it shouldn't surprise us. Terrorism has been used time and again to promote the Palestinian cause. What have been the results? Failure. Do you remember the Munich Olympics 51 years ago, 1972, when the terrorist group Black September kidnapped and killed Israeli athletes about 40 miles from Dachau, the site of the first of the Nazi concentration camps? Years later, a surviving Black September terrorist boasted of his pride in the role he played. Why? Because, he said, it drew attention to the Palestinian cause. And so you ask, well, where are the Palestinians 51 years later? In Gaza, they're under the thumb of Hamas. Terrorism hasn't achieved peace, prosperity, or a flourishing society. All terrorism does is persuade the watching world that the terrorists may well be savages who lack the moral compass to negotiate in good faith or civilized diplomacy. I mean, earlier today, Hassan Nasrallah, the leader of Hezbollah, actually praised Hamas's October 7th attack as heroic. What kind of society, education system, religion, family, forms people who praise the intrinsic moral evil of targeting toddlers, raping women, and defiling the bodies of the elderly as heroic? Last week I mentioned the documentary Promises, which follows seven Israeli and Palestinian late elementary school children. The movie's well done by a non-religious Jewish filmmaker, and at one point, in one of the most articulate and winsome of the Palestinian boys says he can't wait to grow up so that he can kill Jews. The filmmaker had the good sense to reveal to the boy that, in fact, he, the filmmaker, was Jewish. 
The poor boy is visibly startled. At first, he doesn't believe him. He thinks it's a joke. And then you can see his mind churning to try to make sense of his fondness for the filmmaker, but now knowing that he's a vile beast of a Jew. The movie ends with a modest but promising and edifying conclusion, uh, just to let you know. Now, after October 7th, though, I wonder if that child's boasts of wanting to kill Jews was just boyhood bravado, or did it turn out to be a well-considered career choice? Maybe he grew out of it as he encountered the wider world. But maybe he became that Hamas terrorist who recorded himself calling his father and triumphantly announcing, Father, I killed ten Jews. Check your WhatsApp. I sent you the photos, Father. I killed ten Jews. I killed ten Jews with my bare hands. Check your WhatsApp, Father. Be proud of me. What kind of family culture creates a young man proud of slaughtering weak, unarmed children? What kind of stories was he told growing up that made such evil acts appear heroic? What stories of grievance were drilled into him, justifying these reprehensible acts? What kind of religious catechesis about the nature of the human person encouraged such barbarism? We should try to answer this question uh, by reading the Hamas Charter of 1988 and its revision of 2017, because there you have the organization's statement of purpose. Unfortunately, Westerners don't really bother to read these foundational documents. The American journalist William Shire, who published uh, The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich back in 1960, made a very relevant observation which applies here. Quote, Not every German who bought a copy of Mein Kampf necessarily read it, but it might be argued that had more non-Nazi Germans read it before 1933, and had the foreign statesmen of the world perused it carefully while there was still time, both Germany and the world might have been saved from catastrophe. End quote. Let me take a moment here to look at the 1988 Hamas Charter. Right in the second paragraph, Hamas states its reasons for existence. Obliterate Israel. Quote, Israel will exist and will continue to exist until Islam will obliterate it. By the way, Hamas means Islamic resistance movement. But it's not just the nation-state of Israel that Hamas longs to destroy in this 1988 charter. Jews themselves as individuals must be destroyed. Here's a quote. The day of judgment will not come until Muslims fight the Jews, killing the Jews. When the Jew will hide behind stones and trees, the stones and trees will say, O Muslims, O Abdullah, there's a Jew behind me. Come and kill him. End quote. Comparisons with the Holocaust are dangerous, but we do know that Muslim leaders in Israel-Palestine looked to Hitler for help. The former Mufti of Jerusalem, an Arab nationalist, prominent Muslim religious leader, met with Hitler in Germany in the Reich Chancellery. The Mufti and the Fuhrer agreed on one thing, the removal, quote, removal of the proposed Jewish homeland in Palestine. Hitler confirmed that, quote, the struggle against the Jewish homeland in Palestine would be part of Germany's struggle against the Jews. And then he promised the Mufti that he would, quote, continue the struggle until the complete destruction of the Jewish communist European empire. Hitler even promised to signal Arab leaders when they should rise up and help him eliminate Jews. The goal would be the annihilation of Jewry living in Arab space. So, What is the aim of Hamas? (laughs) It is obvious 
We know from its leaders. We know from the terrorists that are willing to kill infants. They want to obliterate the nation-state of Israel by any means necessary. They have no respect for the moral law, natural law. They are barbarians. 